Hello, I'm Juliette Littman. And I am Joe House. Welcome to Ringer Food, the Ringer's new hub for all your food-related content. You may have known this feed as House of Carbs, and don't worry, that's not totally going away. We will be launching two new shows on the feed, and the first is Food News with me and David Jacoby. You may remember us from our days at Grantland. Well, Jacoby and I are back to go over the news, sample snacks, share some personal tales of food news, some global tales of food news, who knows what else is to come? And House, what are you going to be doing? Oh, my taste buds, my hungry homies, my culinary comrades, we are back. We've done it. Here to tell you that we are reigniting House of Carbs with a whole new slate of tasty episodes throughout the year. We are starting with a football fracas, a gridiron gobble fest. We're doing NFL playoff potluck featuring taste tests of the iconic food item or items of every playoff city to determine which city reigns supreme. Ringer Food is starting up this Wednesday, January 12th. That's so soon. So be sure to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new pure leaf blackberry iced tea that we have here at the Spotify studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled over easy or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dome Media. Thank you, Love Tango, as always. Well, we are joined with the great, 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 our good friend, Anoop Pillarasadi. Hello, hello. He's joining us from Brooklyn. He's the, the mayor of Fort Greene, unofficial <laughs> mayor of Fort Greene. <laughs> I will not, neither uh, verify nor deny that claim. But. <laughs> <laughs> Number one Andre Agassi fan in the world. Yes. Anoop. I'll take hey, that one. Hey, hey, Anoop, Dave brought this up last week your agassi fanhood what does that mean like are you a current like you how do you how are you an andre agassi fan now what is there to follow now every grand slam i'm just hoping he gets a wild card and comes back (laughs) (laughs) it's very simple it's very straightforward um you know lasting impact legacy fashion (laughs) bright colors on the court have to appreciate that i think that's the big one Right. So anytime you see a player, anytime you see a player with long hair, like a shade of neon green, you're just like, you know, you wouldn't be here without Andre. Exactly. And probably one of the best Nike lines in the history of Nike lines. (laughs) Fair, fair (laughs) enough. Uh, And Anoop's joining us here because I have been drinking Soylent for a week. Mm -hmm. Can we start with this? Because March 8th is supposed to be uh, the first it's supposed to be officially the last day of our 30 days of constraint, the first wheel of constraint and you, me and Noel will all be together in LA. Can we send you off on a Soylent version Soylent journey with one, maybe possibly live streamed going, going away meal. Can we do a little like sure. release from the wilderness? Oh. Let's do a little, uh, we'll all be in the same place hanging out. And uh, we should just. But now can now can we also do the opposite for a noob and 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 pay for a complete debauchery for a week? <laughs> yeah, let's set, let's set a noob on the let's put him on the ice cream diet and see what that. Does I, I mean, like a noob. Th- think about this. It's like a noob and I spent like uh, some time out out west when I was out in Wyoming, and he brought all these oysters. We cooked like a ridiculous dinner. 
You know, like that was like a, that was like a, well, that was one of the best meals I've had in a long time because it was something you don't eat every day, let alone in Wyoming, right? <laughs> Fucking all kinds of oysters and we had crab meat and it was amazing. You know what? I will take one of those. <laughs> I, I, I deserve it. I'll take yeah. it. Let's do it. So let, let, let's send, let's send a noop, um, some oysters and some crab meat and maybe some drums fish or whatever. So he can recreate what I believe are one of our mutually most loved restaurants is Galatoire's. Yeah. Mm. The best. Yeah. Or the best. you can create, or you can try to pitch a perfect game for a noob. Should we just make a perfect day for a noob and have him document ooh, it for us? <laughs> you want to pitch a perfect game for a noob? Let's do that. All right. Look out for it, folks. Dave's we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to craft a, a whole day of eating for a noob. I like this. I like this. It's the reward. <laughs> It's something, yeah. I think the last time we over ate together uh, was, do you remember Austin and the barbecue? Yeah, Austin. <laughs> we, we ate so much that Wait, give us it a was taste. disgusting, Anoop, how much we ate. Anoop, give us a taste. What, what did Austin look like? Um, Austin was, I think, three three barbecue places in the course of six or seven hours with Dave having to record a show immediately after. Um, <laughs> probably, I think, four people six plus pounds of barbecue per stop. And I'm pretty sure I threw up in a hotel bathroom. So it was was so much food. It was, it was just, that wasn't fun. Actually. We took the joy (laughs) out of eating. That was purposefully where you you wanted to hit three places. Anoop is an amazing, listen, Anoop is one of the best. Listen, no offense, Chris. (laughs) Oh, Oh, scary comes. Ah, Anoop could be my, my I, 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 I'm happy to be his wingman any day on, on going out to eat. He's an excellent <laughs> orderer, number one. Well, that, that rules me top, out immediately. Top, we all top, know, top I'm, tier I'm, special forces class orderer of restaurants. Yeah, I'm bottom of the barrel. He has encyclopedic knowledge of where and what to eat and what is good. I, I, I'll, I'll grant Anoop as the better as the better dining wingman, but Anoop, has he ever pulled this move on you when you're standing in line at a taqueria and he he wants, he's already ordered his food, but he wants something else, but he's too embarrassed to order a second thing. And then he looks at the counter guy and points to you and says, he wants a chicken burrito too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think he's done honor. that one to you yet. So I still, yet. I still have that place. Oh, no. that's, that's still my role. One of the things that I love most about Anoop is he knows where all the flavors at and where to go and what to eat. But no one, no more better than New Orleans, right? I I have uh, eaten in New Orleans with Anoop. So so what awesome. are these? What what? So Dave talks about your New Orleans list all the time. Anoop, what's on this? What's on your New Orleans list? Wow, what is on? It's a, it's it's a long list. It's gotten it's about I think forty or fifty entries by this point with updates uh, every time I go. But there's it's a- so good though because <laughs> it tells you like you may not like this restaurant, but you need to get this or you need to go to this restaurant because this is the time of day you need to go. Like it's one of the best guides to New Orleans I've ever seen. Probably the best guide. Ooh, that's a, that's a tall. Those <laughs> are big shoes. In New seriously, wow. seriously, you want you know go go where where do you go for the coldest beer in the world? This is, I think, one of the great, great things that Anoop loves that I also uh, love. Domelisa's po' boy shop. You will have the, the best shrimp or oyster po' boy or half and half po' boy of your life, but you will have the coldest, uh, I think it's a Miller High Life these days that you've oh ever had. Frozen glass that's kept in the freezer. The beer comes out at probably 33 degrees Fahrenheit and it's icy and it's perfect on a hot, sweaty oh po' boy filled New Orleans day. Oh my mm-hmm. God. So good. It's so good. That place is amazing. What is your, if you, do you have a, do you have a stop that you can't miss every time you go? If your list is 50 items long, I'm sure you're not hitting all 50 places. So what's your like, cannot miss every time. I'm going to give you two. (laughs) Um, Galatoire's kind of the epitome of like New Orleans old school. Walk me through a a Galatoire's order. Yeah. Um, So probably a cold martini to start. uh, Shrimp remoulade. Oysters (laughs) Rockefeller. The closest thing you can get to a leafy green salad is probably like a wedge or something like that um, with a rich dressing just to have something crunchy and fresh. And then uh, a piece of Louisiana fish drum, probably pan fried with crab meat and some (sighs) bourbon blancs on top. And then uh, bread pudding to end. It's a perfect meal. 
Why do you like Altois more than the other institution restaurants like Brennan's and such? Uh, mostly because Galatoire's until recently, um, until the pandemic, the ground floor of Galatoire's, it's, it's two stories. There's an adjacent, uh, adjacent restaurant next door that they use as, as kind of flex seating too. The ground floor, the old school room, no reservations, walk in, you have to wear a, a you know, a jacket, jackets required, uh, which is always just a fun, nice touch. Um, but it's just <laughs> kind of this. experience with that. <laughs> the last time I went, I actually forgot to wear a jacket because I was confused about the Sunday lunch rules. So they gave me a loner and I was uh, swimming in it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of this this perfect little type of food that you don't really encounter anywhere outside of New Orleans. And in this formal but casual setting with old school service, great drinks and like 4,000 calories. It's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. God. What's the other it's spot? So What's the other good. must go to? Uh, Casamento's. I, I I listed two because Casamentos is closed from the first weekend in June through the end of August. Um, this guy does everything. <laughs> old guy. school, old school like <laughs> oyster rule about not eating oysters in the summer. But uh, it's on Magazine Street. Um, I think it's probably a hundred years old. Um, wearing their shirt right now, actually. You know where Galatoire's for me is like the perfect New Orleans approaching fine dining restaurant. Casamentos is like a type of seafood and oyster consumption that like we just don't you don't really get outside of New Orleans. It's so casual. It's so delicious. And my order there is the same thing every time. Fried blue crab claws, char grilled oysters, oysters on the half shelf. I'm feeling really bold um, and want to like get weird with Gulf oysters. And then uh, <laughs> they serve a, prede- a predecessor to the po' boy called the loaf, which is like fried shrimp or oysters or other seafood. Um Mayonnaise, lettuce, pickles, I think, hot sauce on like thick buttered white bread. And it is fantastic. Oh it's a, always, it says the oyster loaf, right? The oyster loaf. Oh yeah, that God. sounds so, so terrifying to so many people. That's why it's an amazing, amazing thing. That, that, oh, it does. Do you, that, that does sound terrible. That's not, that sounded nothing but amazing. That sounds so fucking <laughs> it's good. It's so good. And a lot of people like will complain about the thickness of the bread, but it's, it's perfect. It's like a perfectly balanced work of art. Oh no. What's the place again, like his list. We should, we should definitely put some of these on the newsletter. What I loved about the list is there are like a couple restaurants that you would probably, if, if you were really into food you would sort of like be like oh really that can't be good like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what was the place to get the shrimp dish shrimp etouffee or it wasn't shrimp etouffee it was like oh that's that's the remel the remelada galatoire's i think is no the, no, no but there's another one it was a cooked oh. shrimp pascal manale uh mm. it's old school like new orleans barbecue shrimp shrimp just cooked that's in a it. bunch of butter um and Worcestershire sauce and herbs can you explain it. what barbecue shrimp is because that was the dish i when i ordered i was expecting actually like shrimp on the barbie barbecue <laughs> shrimp is not barbecue shrimp at it's all. not barbecue shrimp i think it's cooked it's cooked in a it's cooked in a pan it is oodles and oodles and oodles of of non-clarified butter just like broken butter sauce um Worcestershire herbs i think there's some tabasco in it um so it's kind of this spicy buttery red butter <laughs> Um, and pull a pool of like a pool of it with head on shell on shrimp and some bread on the side. And it is just perfect. Cold mm. beer. And Pascal Manale is one of the the first. I don't think it's the first, but it's the, the first to serve it. Um, it's a little bit outside of the quarter and just a fun little restaurant. You walk in and there's uh, the first thing you see is the oyster shucking station. And if you're lucky, the guy will just shuck you a couple oysters and hand them to you um, as you're either waiting to get seated or on the way out. It's perfect. So is this like, so is Dave saying like, it's the kind of place that like some foodie people will be like, Oh no, that's, that's touristy or something, but has like a very specifically great dish to eat. Yeah. I think, I think if, you know, it's probably on a lot of guidebooks is one of the places that started this dish. And it's like, it actually just delivers. Uh, and I think that's true. Like of most of new Orleans is like, even the places that you think um, are going to be overrun with tourists like are like Acme and Felix oyster houses in the quarter are fantastic. Like just, I think new Orleans delicious. is like well-known popular tourist destinations are better than any other cities, popular tourist destinations. I find it interesting that the Mufalada is becoming something outside of America. Hmm. And I would say most Americans don't even know what a Mufalada is. Can you explain what a Mufalada is? And do you actually think it is good? <laughs> 
Ooh, this is a debate we've had before. And, yes. <laughs> um, Mufalada is basically a New Orleans version of, I'm going to get destroyed for saying this, like an Italian-American hoagie. So there's capicola, mortadella, um, I think ham, an assortment of meats, an olive salad, chopped olives, a little few peppers, some oils and vinegar. And it's on this massive seeded round loaf and like a very shelf stable sandwich in like the best way possible, like central grocery, which is the place that's most known for them in New Orleans makes them and stacks them. And you just go in and you grab one, you pay for it and you jet. There's it's a lot like of six, cheese. It's like six pounds. It's sandwich. like six pounds with like four <laughs> types of meat, four types of cheese, olive salad. So I, I've grown to like it in recent years. I used to not primarily because I never liked deli provolone until like 18 months ago or like two years ago. I don't know why. Um, and it's got like a heavy, heavy hand of, of provolone, a heavy mound of <laughs> provolone on it. But that was my biggest issue with it. I know, Dave, I think you, you don't like the bread. Is that right? I don't like the bread. I don't know how to eat it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, and in some way, I think the muffalata is like a fork and knife sandwich. And I don't want a fork and knife. I, I just had this. I just had this exact argument the other day with some friends. I said, "Not a Mufaletta fan. I don't like a sandwich. It's hard to eat. It's too hard. What's hard about it? <laughs> it's, just, I mean, it's hard. It's not like I. It, it's just. It's. I don't like a sandwich that's overfilled. That's you have to like distend your jaw to eat. Yeah. I don't like a sandwich that falls apart or like midway through eating. I like the idea of it, but like maybe you know what I would like six mini Mufalettas. <laughs> Just six mini ones. Fair. Okay. It looks cool sliced, which is why I think it's so Instagrammable, you know, but like, I don't want a sandwich sliced like it's a tree. Yeah. I think it should be, uh, I think it should be sliced into quarters or sixths and then eaten kind of like a slice of, like a slice of cake. Not really, but like a sandwich. It is, you eat it like a sandwich. I, <laughs> I guess. I'm not saying it's not, it can't be tasty. I just think it's overrated. I'd rather have a po' boy. I 100 percent agree yes you know what i mean <laughs> yeah what's your other question dave <laughs> anoop is also uh, amongst many of his uh, attributes things he's interested in is a world-class oyster expert that's generous mm. but okay yeah <laughs> i would say you know more about ex- i think you know you know farm i mean uh, i would say a connoisseur of oysters. Right, let me say a world-class connoisseur of oysters we love the oysters in this household we being me but yes <laughs> <laughs> What are what are the biggest things people do wrong when they go to a restaurant and get oysters, or for restaurants that serve oysters? Uh, oh, okay. Well, I have three. Um, <laughs> the first is uh, the myth that you can only eat oysters or you can't eat oysters in months that end with R or don't end with whatever that rule is. Um, you can eat oysters year round. It's that's like an old refrigeration thing that's very very old. Uh, two, uh, the the draining of the the liquor. Um, I've seen a lot of people do, which I think is like the biggest oyster no-no. That's the best part. It's how you like taste the taste the ocean. That's really it. I mean, I eat oysters how you want to eat them. I'm a big fan of cooked oysters, which I know a lot of people uh, don't love, but I think it's a great way to kind of show how delicious they are. Um, just yeah, eat them, enjoy what them. Was the, what was the concoction you made this summer? It was like 25 ingredients, and it was like I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> That was, it was so um, much, so much <laughs> shit went into this, and it was ultimately extremely delicious. I went on putting on everything, but I was like, what is this? That is uh, the two-hour oyster. Um, that's the basically the closest I've gotten to being able to recreate the Galatoire's Oysters Rockefeller, uh, which is a little different from some of them you see elsewhere, like Galatoire's makes a very rich uh, Herb Saint heavy um or Pernod heavy spinach puree that like lacquers on top and then char grills super hard, um, broils super hard. So it gets like crusty on the top, but the oyster kind of stays raw. It's magnificent. But, but, but there was a lot of Pernod, a lot of fennel, both green and white, butter. Leeks, spinach, butter, uh, a uncomfortable amount of grated Parmesan, oh. um, <laughs> some heavy cream, some shallots, a bunch of herbs, green herbs. Yeah, it's great. So good. Perfect. Perfect. So Perfect now that we've established Anoop's world class gourmand credentials, unfortunately, this is not why we've brought him on the show today. We've brought him on the show be to talk about. Be prepared to be let down. 
<laughs> we're, here to talk about, we're here to talk about soy goop. I have been drinking Soylent for a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eating these delicious Soylent bars. Oh, Soylent bars, uh, which were not, well, I guess, recalled and then reinstated. Um, <laughs> I got a 20-pack. I ate one. What was the nature... So, sorry, before we, we, we dive in, Dave, like, we, we said last time we were, were, were rueful that we didn't get to do everything on the Wheel of Constraint, and you ran into a noop. Can I hear from a noop's side how this went down? How, how you got, uh, you, you decided to do Soylent for a week? Because I think that Dave's telling of it was, might be a little different. This was, um, I would say, 35% my willingness and 65% Dave's encouragement, which I then openly accepted because I just never had learned how to say no to him. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Encouragement is such a kind word for what I would say happened, but we'll go with encouragement. What are you talking about? Dave, Dave knew what I needed at the time and we got, we got some good results. Oh, Even if you didn't. He knew. Even if I didn't. I, I'm going to do eight days. You're going to do it. Are you eight actually going to do what? Soylent? Of Soylent? Of uh, Soylent, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to do eight days. I wanted to wait until Anoop was finished. I feel like we need to hear Anoop's journey before you commit to this eight days. Yeah. So let's, let's start here because Dave last week said he actually enjoys the taste of Soylent because it reminds you of, of, of what, Dave? Miskaru. Miskaru. Korean soy, soy drink. Powdered soy drink. And he had, and he and Noel had, had had drunk it like six, seven years ago or something, and and he he liked and it. And Anoop also had some. Mm-hmm. And Anoop, did you like? What was your opinion of Soylent going into this Anoop? No strong memory of my previous taste test. Uh, I was shocked and appalled by some of the uh, flavors currently on offer, particularly mint chocolate, which was a hard no for me. Um, <laughs> I expected something kind of like cereal, milky, and soy, and I would say that mostly delivered hmm. a little thicker than I anticipated. Can you give us the sort of context around which you accepted this challenge? Like what was your, what's going on in your life, Anoop, around this? Were you, did you have, were you eating a lot before? What, what is your, what is your normal eating life like? And what kind of a break was this for you? I would say I'm a, I'm a three meal a day kind of guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty standard eating habits. Uh, you know, I had some, some California travel coming up. So I thought that this would be a good flushing of the system or, you know, relaxing of the system between then and now, uh, between, excuse me, after that. But, you know, I just needed uh, some, some self-awakening. My doctor actually had recommended like me going on a, uh, one of those diets where you like take everything out and then slowly introduce things back in. So this was a good kickstart to that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, Dave knew what I wanted. And needed. Is Dave your physician? Is he your general practitioner? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I mean, like you're, but generally you're a three meal a day guy. You like to eat. You're 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 going around like this was going to be a pretty serious. Like you you weren't going Anoop into this as a, like Anoop a, is a great eater. You're you know, a great first eater. and foremost, he 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 truly appreciates so many delicious things. He knows a, a, a lot about gastronomy in general, from cheese to oysters to booze, where to eat. So, Anu, can you tell us a little bit about, so the biggest thing for me and Dave going on like the no sugar thing was, I, I mean, Dave, I, I think that we both realized like, oh man, sugar is a huge part. And like, we felt horrible on day two cutting out this thing. What is in Soylent actually? And is it supposed to be something you can survive on as a complete substitute? Uh, you know, 39 essential nutrients, according to the box, which is right next to me. <laughs> um, a good amount of protein, some can fat. Can we stop for a second? How many... If there's 39 essential nutrients in solid, how many total essential nutrients are there? How many nutrients do we need as humans? Nobody knows. You could say 14 essential nutrients. I'd be like, that's probably all you need, right? Total. I like to think it's 40 and I'm just missing one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what else, what else is in Soylent? Uh, you know, 30 grams of protein, 400 calories, uh, 20-ish, 30-ish grams of fat per bottle. A few grams of fiber to help with that situation. Did you drink more than three a day? You drink four or five. I was budgeting for four a day because I'm still playing tennis and still trying to be active. 
I could barely stomach more than two and a half to three. Usually about 4 p.m., my body was just like no more of this thick, thick liquid. <laughs> so I just stopped. Can you actually help tee this up? So were you only drinking the normal ones? Did you kind of vary in your flavors? And it sounds like there's some different kinds of Soylent out there. So just trying to get a sense of what that looked like. Yeah. So uh, the Soylent product offering, I can tell you all about it. Um, there is a powder, which I did not partake in. I felt that blending my own smoothies was borderline cheating. Um, interesting choice on my part, I think. <laughs> and uh, five or six flavors. There's the original, there's coffee, there's chocolate, yes. there's <laughs> mint chocolate, um, strawberry, which will forever hold a special place in my heart. Um, mm. Maybe the thing I hate the most in the world. And... <laughs> As an Indian American, very surprised to see Cafe Chai recently oh. launched, which Whoa. is how I how I kicked off this journey. And Soylent Squared Bars available in chocolate brownie and peanut butter chip. Okay. Okay. Huh. So then how would you mix, like, for each day, were you only drinking one flavor? Were you mixing it up? How did that go? Uh, I would either go the Cafe Mocha coffee thing or the chai in the morning, um, usually mm. a little... Midday original or chocolate. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, oh, the one I forgot to mention was the, um, the protein enriched 11 ounce bottle compared to the standard 14 ounce bottle, which higher protein, oh. lower calories, denser, mm. richer flavor. Wait, wait, wait. What is the, <laughs> is it preferable flavor wise or no? Uh, it tastes pretty similar to the standard chocolate. Um, there's a bit more of a, a nice, like, you know, grainy, chalky mouthfeel to it. That's a nice, grainy, chalky <laughs> mouthfeel, Anoop. Is that what you, you think it was? A nice, <laughs> grainy, so chalky nice. mouthfeel? Okay. Um, so I'd end the day with that because it was a smaller but just as filling portion. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. Day one, you were like, I can't do like, you're like, can I, can I do this? So day one uh, was an interesting experience because as you mentioned last week, I have a nut allergy. And I've almost killed a noob at, at, at one of our restaurants because oh it's a longer story. Oh, my God. Another time. Um, Another time. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about his pistachio. Anyway, it's a whole nother story. <laughs> but it seems like a pretty short story. <laughs> I think that's the story. Um, yeah. So I actually had like an allergic reaction to something in my life on day one. Um, I broke out in hives. I frantically texted Noel saying that I think I'm allergic to Soylent and I may have to bow out of this before it even started. We think it was actually residual cat exposure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a cat staying in my uh, girlfriend's apartment, which is where we were. Um, so luckily not allergic to Soylent. Uh, day one was surprisingly okay. Um, I was recovering from a big eating and drinking week in California, made it through. And and did the did you pour any of the? Do you think Soylent could fuel that car you were driving in California? <laughs> Let's not get into the my accidental massive environmental impact in California. Never the trust funny car I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Uh, <laughs> um, things took like a pretty intense downturn on day two. Uh, my stomach was super weird. Day two sucks. Day two is the worst. Terrible. I started experimenting with flavors more on day two and realized that, uh, you know, strawberry was the bane of my existence. And so I was just going to set that flavor aside entirely. It was very cough medicine-y in a unpleasant way. Um, so none of them are like sweet, sweet. Oh, they're no, they're all super sweet. Oh, they're like, all super sweet. In a very like artificial saccharine, like stevia sort of sweetness oh, way. Interesting. Okay. And original is well, original is not that sweet. It's not that sweet, but when by like three or four in, it's just all I can taste is kind of that that chemically sweetness um, and really craving salt. So why why does why does day two suck? Are you are you hungry? Or are you feeling other? What are you feeling in terms of? I was of feeling very bloated, um, which is sad um, and uncomfortable, and. Uh, I, I think kind of cleared out <laughs> the rest of everything that was in my body. So my body was exclusively, um, processing soylent. And according, uh, to Shannon, my girlfriend, I smelled incredibly bad and had terrible <laughs> breath for like days two and three. Oh like, my God, Anoop. I'm so yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize to Anoop. Apologize to Shannon. That's fucking nightmare. 
Oh my god! In a, in a phrase that I still don't completely understand, she was like, "Your breath smells extremely chalky, and you smell like someone who's like only been drinking chemicals for two days, three days." What? And are you okay? So you you feel bloated day two. You're not hungry though. I'm not hungry. Are you missing food? Are you missing food? I am, uh, yeah, missing, like, I made the mistake of, like, getting off the subway and walking by a Thai restaurant and smelling, like, Chinese broccoli cooked in a wok. And just, that was uh, really sad. Um, Like, mischievous texture, salt, flavor. I tried to do the Matrix thing where I, like, closed my eyes, and if I imagined that Soylent was Thai food, it would taste like Thai food. (laughs) Failed miserably. Um, So I'm just, like, missing flavor and texture, but but full, like, in a kind of uncomfortable way because I, okay. I know that my stomach's empty and it's just like this is gonna this is gonna go down as our most depressing <laughs> podcast of all time <laughs> you know this is even worse a, a worse idea of bad movie club review um, <laughs> where you're like why are people watching these movies oh they're bad yeah wait we the bad movie club is like this is the best idea let's remove let's review movies that nobody watches oh wait why would anybody listen to a podcast about a movie that they haven't seen yeah so did things look up on day three, four, five? Yeah, things actually, the middle of the journey was the easiest. Once I kind of established a routine and knew, or my body kind of accepted the deficit, I was probably consuming between 1,000 and 1,200 calories a day. Things were pretty like pretty normal uh, in, in every sense of the term and was playing tennis, feeling good. Um, and then things didn't get rough again until when I quote unquote broke fast uh, Wednesday Eve and started eating solid food again. It's been a little weird since then. Before you even broke fast, was there any, like, did you have any pooping happening at all? Like how was your body dealing <laughs> with you Soylent? Pooping <laughs> the pooping was did happening. You- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. And it was, uh, I think in the most unexpected outcome, shockingly normal literal outcome. Oh, wow wow your body is extremely efficient it, it yeah. treats all food the same there's 39 essential essential nutrients so before we get to the break again anoop i have to ask you your assignment was a week of soylent did you remain the master of your domain i would uh i'm gonna give myself a 98.7 percent rating on that um I had on Saturday, so I guess that was day four, we were out grocery shopping and felt extremely faint and thought I was going to pass out. So I was told to eat a croissant. So I ate a croissant. Mm. Mm. 1.3% croissant. A 1.3% croissant. Um, but was pure after that. Can I, can I just say like how impressed I am that that was the only break in the seven days? Thank you. That's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Now I have to do it. <laughs> It's it's a it's an easy middle. It's a rough start and a weird end. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. What what do you mean? What what was weird when you? Because Dave talked about this when he he had his little uh, <clears throat> Vegas blip. Uh, feeling well, I was back in Vegas. I had another giant blip. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, no. no. We have to get to this in a second, Dave. We'll get to your second blip. But a noob. He came back and was feeling crazy. I also had a blip. And I felt horrifyingly bad. What was weird or bad Wednesday, sundown Wednesday when you ate again? So the, the meal itself was like fine. I had a, um, the hardiest thing I could think of, which was a big bowl of pasta. And then um, I guess, yeah, it was Thursday. Uh, Thursday, my stomach was just like all sorts of messed up. Weirdly enough, woke up Thursday morning and had a Soylent for breakfast. Um, which, I, which, I also, which I also did today. So something is, something's weird. Okay, okay. Whoa, you're doing it on your on your own volition. We're also riding a big surplus of soylent due to my, my <laughs> miscalculation. <laughs> um, ate, you know, made some tacos for lunch, and then played tennis last night. And I would say from that lunch period through today, um, I am not a fan of the idea of eating at all. It's just like, do you feel like, okay, I want to get to Dave's blip. I'm dying to hear about this again, but like overall takeaway there, new, because I think that this, we're going to, we're going to get into this a little bit, like between Dave wanting to get back on a Soylent thing. And 
I want to talk, Dave, because I fully understand now that spinach salad you had at 4 a.m. Like I fully or that salad you ate with your chicken fingers and pizza. I fully understand that salad now. But like a noop lasting effect of this diet, like you're continuing to so that there's a surplus. But like and food is is there like do you view food differently having come out of this, at least like in the immediate aftermath? Yeah, I mean, I think our, our our dystopian future is going to be a rough one if this is all we have. Um, <laughs> but that said, uh, you know, I do think that this is, you know, I think everyone should do this and like regain an appreciation for for texture and flavor and food because it's kind of humbling. You know, we take all that for granted and I came out of it and I'm like, oh, now I'm very excited to eat again when my body lets me, if my body ever lets me. And also... <laughs> It's made me oddly more aware of like my caloric consumption for better or worse. I don't know if that's, a, yeah. I don't know what the long-term effect of that's totally. going to be. Do you think you lost weight? Yeah. <laughs> Anoops. For those listening at home, Anoops' eyes got real big when he said, yeah. <laughs> Between four and seven pounds, probably. Wow. Whoa. Jesus Christ. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So, uh, Chang, Mm -hmm. what did you do? Well, on the airplane back, I actually had... uh, uh, I was surprisingly like good. Like I, I didn't eat any carbs or anything until Vegas and I landed and we were doing a dinner and I, I wound up having to taste some bong bar that, that that's bread. I was immediately out and <laughs> 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 immediately out. And then we, we, we had a buyout and, uh, I tasted, um, there was like a sugar in one of the marinades. Um, I had, uh, basically, Everything at the menu at Momofuku Cosmopolitan. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh no. Yes. And then it didn't continue on. Everybody in terms of it wasn't it wasn't like the last uh, Cosmo. I mean, Las Vegas visit. This one was I think I had a really rough week even for travel. And I just was like, I don't care. I, I need this. I need to just like put away. This idea of whatever the fuck we were doing and be like, I need to be like normal. And that has lasted all the way until like last night because um, there was a lot of uh, beautiful bread in the house and there was uh, Grater's ice cream. Have you had Grater's, Anoop? Never had Grater's. Oh, I'm, I'm going to send you some. Can we uh, can we send Anoop some Grater's? Not Grater's. Yeah. Do you want an all Grater's diet? <laughs> I'm going to pack on, pack on those pounds. diet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like I also lost it this week. I, we saw that. I was so shocked. You broke like a champion, though. I broke like a champ in some ways. But I was in, so we're, I'm on, on, on vacation right now with my family. We came up to the mountains. We're on a ski trip with my sister and brother. And it was my son's birthday. Shares a, shares a birthday with Hugo. And uh, it was that birthday cake got me for sure. Like you got you, Dave. And I was just like, I had crazy altitude sickness. I literally read online. I was like Googling altitude sickness and literally everything was like, should make sure you eat a lot of carbohydrates while you're on, while you have altitude sickness. And I was like, come on, this is fucking insane. Did Dave write this entry? So I decided just like to, to, to break fully on my son's birthday. And I was like, I'm just going to eat and I'm going to drink and I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever. And then I'll try and then I'll go back. But like I was saying, Dave, 
you know, like when you broke and then you said it's four in the morning and you ordered chicken fingers and pizza and a salad. I was like, what, what is he talking about? Like, that's, that's ludicrous. That like makes no sense at all logically. And after having this break, I fully understood. I was like, I went from having a very firm idea of like what I was eating and like what like kind of food I wanted to eat and what kind of things I wanted to put in my body to having no fucking idea. I was like completely lost in the woods in terms of like, oh, now do I just do whatever? And am I just like, is this, do I just go back to whatever? And I, I don't want to be like a keto bro. That's not what I want to be in life, but I did Lies. really enjoy you do having- be a, uh, <laughs> you, you know, be, behind Chris, if you can't see is a Patagonia sweater vest and he's wearing a pair of J crew khakis. Um, and he took that off because, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't hide that from the screen. You can see all my, my keto bro outfit, my uniform. No, but like, I mean, I, I understood that salad because it's like, you're, you're lost. You're like, I, I have, to, I don't know anymore. Like, I, what am I supposed to be doing? Should I be doing this? And again, like, I don't want to become somebody who like counts calories at every moment of the day. But it was like, the shift was, was pretty monumental for me over the past like three weeks of never paying attention at all to what I was eating, to paying attention every second. And I want to find some middle ground and like that salad you ate, Dave, like to me was like, I don't know. Again, I, need I, to do I didn't something. really eat. I didn't really eat the salad. Again, I ate the bacon and the avocado <laughs> and some blue cheese crumble. I, I didn't touch any of the other healthier stuff. <laughs> but you still like, and then you came back and you were like, I don't know where I'm going. Like, what do I do? Do I do a little bit? Because you, you feel yeah, bad. You feel really, bad. I felt so bad. Not, not even for two reasons. I, I lost the, the competition. I was really doing a good job at it for two weeks. And three, it's like I knew I was going to get shit from all the fucking people on Discord. And I was like, okay, like I want to do this because I did like it. It was like, again, that idea that you have to always be mindful. Something that Anoop is always mindful about is because of his pistachio. You have a minor cherry one as well, right? Hazelnuts and cashews. Hazel, hey, that's it. Hazelnuts and cashews. <laughs> but like I've dined out with Anoop enough to know that like it's always top of mind. And, uh, you know, there's someone else in his life that has like a severe like gluten allergy. So it's 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 like when you're in that sort of state of mind, it's something you're just always aware of without even thinking about it. Right. And I'm fortunate enough not to have, you know, Crohn's disease or gluten. I actually probably have gluten intolerance and dairy intolerance. I just, you know, trying to like <laughs> iocane powder this. Uh, <laughs> Wait, my big takeaway from this was for sure was like, because I ate pasta, like a million pounds of pasta on day of the break. I am 100% gluten intolerant. There's like gluten, no. I, I, yeah, I, I do feel gluten makes me feel bad. And and when I introduced it in, into my diet, like, I just feel bad. I really yeah. feel bad. I feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, and, and like sugar is a real thing. You can taste it. It feels like Popeye spinach and then it, the crash is real. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like the crash, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I felt really pissed that I, I actually need something again. Like a lot of my friends are, are follow some kind of kosher like diet or, uh, you know, Islamic diet. I always admired it because it's something that is a guiding principle. What's my fucking guiding principle. What is most delicious? <laughs> you yeah. know what is pure pure hedonism right that's pure it. pure hedonism yeah and 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 i don't know if that's like a new when you look at food is it pure hedonism or do you have a guiding principle i would i would be lying if i said it wasn't pure it's pure it's taste it's like what what tastes good yeah how delicious is it do you feel that you've been been desensitized a little bit by by having access and so much knowledge about what's delicious because like you know, going out to eat with Anoop is great because, like, you like to eat delicious things. You know where to go. You know where the flavor is at. Yeah, I like to, I like to eat, period, probably. Uh, no, I, I think it is, like, a bit of a desensitization, which is probably the benefit of the last week is, like, you gain an appreciation of the deliciousness, um, which I think I forgot about. I feel much more deliberate, particularly, like, in the meals that I'm choosing for the next few days, like, thinking like more than I've ever thought about like what I want to eat and why I want to eat it both from a taste perspective and from like a caloric perspective, which is a terrible thing for me to say, but it's true. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think that there, there are certain people who are going to hear this and be like, Oh, these fuckers are just like going to become 
real bummers that are not going to eat anymore. But like, I think that some of the the best gourmands in the world are have like restrictions around how they eat outside of when they're really intending to eat. You know what I mean? Like people, like people, like a lot of the people that we encounter in the world who are like the people who eat best. They're not just like s- snacking on Snickers bars in between meals. They're not just like picking up whatever garbage off the table like I do all the time and just like cramming shit in my mouth, eating things at the fridge. Like they appreciate food and then you eat it like at the moment that you're going to eat it, but like you still are conscientious. And like, I think it's about that appreciation. I think it's about like, I think people, there's like a certain, there's a certain part of it where it's like, I don't know, like, are we really. <laughs> Like we'll eat, we'll eat like anything at any time, whether it's good or bad. Right. Like that's, that's kind of how, how all of us are to some extent. And I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out, I, I feel like the day after my, my little, my, my blip, I really felt completely lost. Like I didn't know, I didn't know if I liked food. I didn't know if like I hated food. I didn't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's a weird sensation to like try to figure out your relationship to food, like, or even think about it, which I never think about. Uh, Noel. How are you are you fully off the wheel? Am I fully off the wheel? Yeah, are you just back TJ in... wheel? Oh, I finished my TJ week. Thank you very much. But I was still eating a TJ's acai bowl before we started this podcast. So I'm one would say I'm still kind of in it. I don't know. I think what's going to be really interesting to see is I mean, I'm seeing the two of you next week. And I think what you're talking about is really interesting of being more conscientious about food. But I'm curious to see what how long that period lasts for. And I think the hope is that it's much longer, obviously, but, mm-hmm. but yes, I'll be watching. But the problem, the problem is the, the moments, right? It's, it's, uh, so last night I, I, I went with, uh, the, the pod father himself, Bill Simmons, Joe house, uh, Hershey and, and Chris Chen. And I met them at major domo to go to the Lakers uh, Clippers game. And I had made a beautiful braised Chuck, for the family, uh, and and I, I I had some of that, and I made sure not to eat any potatoes or the, I, even quinoa. Right, I had quinoa. I didn't eat any of that. I had like enough. I was like, oh, that's gonna like, that's gonna be enough, right? To tide me over. I sat down. They had finished most of their dinner. They had the the the, the soup for the boiled chicken just dropped. But there was the the you know Jude the chef there had sent some bread and they were slicing the ribs and they had the the baked bing that's more of like a Parker House roll and the onion rings and potatoes and with caviar and there was no chance there's <laughs> this is no chance but here's the here's the thing no Dave, like that I guess what I'm saying is like that shouldn't be a moment where you feel like you need to restrain yourself that's well, not i, I did i looked at it about. and it's like and i felt bad and this is not because like food shaming myself but i felt bad that like for number one it, it's a little weird is like hey they're giving you like taste this taste this and you don't want to be that person where you're like oh i can't when you're sitting in like your own restaurant too it's like you know it's like i can't like that's not bigger than the moment with your friends or with you know the colleagues and everything and and and, and the restaurant itself like so on one hand, I can think about that. And the other hand, I'm like, dude, like you're doing so well. And then you break. It's literally like falling off the wagon, like any kind of addict. Right. And I think I am, I'm addicted to a lot of things, clearly. <laughs> uh, gambling, drinking, propensity for a lot of things. Food is certainly one of them. And, and a, in a way, that's maybe a little bit different. But I think a lot of you guys, I mean, on this, on this call, could, on this podcast can relate to is like, you're addicted to that deliciousness. My question to Anoop and Noel is like, does this resonate with you? Does this sound insane? I, think, I mean, it, it, it res- my journey was a little different like over the last week because like my journey, I, I say with air quotes, um, because all choice was like kind of gone. There was like no ability to cook myself something. There was no, there was nothing but but these bottles of, of liquid and in five or six flavors. And that was interesting because I didn't realize to the extent to which like consumption, alcohol or food was like the very thing that like enabled me to go out and interact with people in the world or the extent mm-hmm. to which it did. Like I wouldn't go out to dinner with people. I wouldn't go out to drinks with people because of I was stuck on this this soylent diet, <laughs> quote unquote. And so that was like a bit of the existential crisis for me was I've hedged, like I've put everything, my entire professional career, my entire, entire social career 
around consuming deliciousness and to lose that was jarring, even though I had an end in sight, you know, five, six days later. Chris, do you think it's a, a weirdly fucked up thing? Not fucked up, but exactly what Anoop said. And I, and I mean, like, I, I'm going to do the soiling thing, but part of the E, not the ease, there's nothing easy about it, but the sort of the, the illusion of choice, of no choice but choice with, mm-hmm. with you know, on the no sugar diet, like there's so many things you can still eat or cook and there's so many pitfalls, right? But if you can only do one thing and know that everything else is off the table, in some way, I find it maybe, and I want to test it out, is that easier? I, I, th- I think that the, for sure there was a bunch of time. I think the number one challenge was like, what can I make? What can I make right now to eat? When we're on the no sugar, no booze, I think you're right. If it's if you're like a a very clear restriction, just drink soylent, like that might be might be easier. I mean, not easier, but like might be like more simple mentally than than everything else. But a noob, like I totally hear you on the like the social part of it. I I I gained a huge appreciation during this for like Dave was sort of saying, like for my friends who have either a dietary or like alcohol restriction who you still hang out with and are like not total bummers to hang out with who you can see who like are able to just like have energy and like be present and like be a friend. Like I went out, you know, with like the Super Bowl, I, I saw friends. I went out like at a couple of occasions and like, and, and saw people and like, I was a fucking miserable piece of shit. Like nobody wanted to be around me. I was like so annoying. And the only thing they could talk about was like, so how's the, uh, how's the restriction thing going? I'd be like, Oh, it's just fucking terrible. It's horrible. And I just like moan and groan. And they would just like, and then I would just watch them kind of like slowly back away and go find somebody else to talk to. It gave me a huge appreciation for my friends who like don't drink, but who like don't complain all the time, like in social situations, because you're right. Like what do we, what else do you do? You go out and you eat and you drink with your friends. Like you don't do other things. Like I don't go to fucking shows. Like there's nothing else. And how good was that croissant, Anoop? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably ate in like in, in less than ten seconds. Um, there was a pile of crumbs left on the ground. It was it was so good. And I think probably in the, you know the overall like croissant ratings, it was like a four, but it tasted like a two hundred and sixty-one. It was so good. Do, do you think that like this is just another way to chase this high, the restriction? You know what I mean? The deprivation is like. We all just want that feeling again of what, you know, what that like amazing croissant can taste like. I mean, mm-hmm. how many croissants have you had where you're just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I don't even like croissants. Like my, my list, my list of cravings coming out of this is like mac and cheese, not a food I love. Croissants, yeah. kind of neutral. Like all of these things that I just never really appreciated before, all of a sudden I want to eat. Uh, I, this is reminding me, like I had a literal dream last night, Dave and Noel, that we were going to a Chinese restaurant <laughs> and like the dream was like, we couldn't get to it. <laughs> I just kept thinking about like the dishes we were going to order. And my whole dream was us like getting an Ubers, trying to go to a Chinese restaurant. I fully think that like, it is about, ch- it is about that chasing that dragon again, Dave. It's like, oh man, like the longer I hold out, the better that thing is going to taste at the end of the road. Because the the one thing I'm in constant pursuit of wherever I am, if I hear someplace has great Peking duck and it is, it's like nothing again satiates me more than that feeling. So we're all just addicts trying to chase that fucking high. All right. As long as we're in it together, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) This has taken on a real group therapy vibe here. I don't know. Noel, you're, you're feeling this or no? Yeah. I mean, I think that I've become more decisive about my food choices. Like, I I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at least before all of this started, it really felt like that funny Netflix dilemma when you open up Netflix and you don't really know what to watch, but you have infinite amounts of things to watch. Yeah. And every once in a blue moon, there's something that you know, like, this is it. I'm turning the TV on to watch it. And it's the same thing with food. And I feel like having some kind of constraint has been interesting in that like I think about things more I'm more decisive about what I'm eating it's never like okay I guess I'll pick this up because it's you know there so I think more than anything that for me has been the real change in what's been happening with my eating like I can't say that I ate healthier over the course of this month by any means but I at least know that like I'm being very intentional about the choices that I make and I like go in wanting it or 
not wanting it and saying no. It's been oh, good. What's, what's, ne- what's next on the wheel of constraint? Oh my god! I mean, I'm, I'm, can we fit, sign a debt date for for me to do Soylent? I'm happy to do that. I'm I'm actually weirdly looking forward to it. All right, Is that if you weird? want to do it, I genuinely looking forward to it. I would say it's like a net net uh, almost positive experience. I, I'm not, you know, a couple of days of misery and tennis and Oop loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> it helped your game. But like, what 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 was there something refreshing? You know, because those that know me know that I have multiple T-shirts of the same because I just don't even want to think about it, right? And I, you know, is it, it, like just drink taking a bottle of Soylent. Is that the same thing? Because like it's the, it's the like the epitome of being a fucking total asshole. Because like you can choose to choose this, but like I, yeah. what I find really liberating about it is like it doesn't have to be Soylent. It could be just anything that you just don't have to think about, and that's your only choice. It's like simplifying. I mean, it is, I think it, it does make, uh, the decision-making process around what you're putting in your body, like so much more efficient and quick that I guess that's the point though. Like it's, you're, you're supposed to be the futuristic hyper white tech bro. That's like coding away and drinking Soylent, which unfortunately the, any time that was freed up for me, I spent like sleeping or watching TV, doing anything productive. Um, so it frees up time for sure. <laughs> but I think I think you need to have some motivation after that to to make good use of that time. I mean, yeah, I think I think if you're going to do a week of Soylent Dave, you should you should find the eight like make it easier on yourself so there's not like some thing in the middle of it that's going to derail yeah, you completely. Travel is really fucking hard. Travel's impossible. You know, like you know, you couldn't have done this on the LA trip, right? There's no, no way. way. No way. I mean, I, I intentionally was like, I cannot do this while I am in LA. Let's wait a week, please. Yeah. But the other, the other part about it though, Dave is like, I think that, you know, for our audience's sake, like, what do you want to find out from this? Like, what, what are you, tr- what are you seeking to figure out? Or are you just trying to feel better? Well, or what I'm, are you trying I mean, to do? I mean, Ying knows that for a while I've been sort of stuck on the idea of, of like celebrating the suffering in life. Right. And <laughs> The hedonistic bump that we all have it's, it's it's i think noel accurately sort of summarized that feeling that we could all empathize with you're watching tv with your loved one or friends and you're just like so dissatisfied with your options you know and i rem- i want to go back to that simpler time of growing up and we're like you know my brother's like hey go change the channel you have to go up with take the wrench and like change the channel with the fucking wrench on the tv and move the rabbit antennas and then you get something, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Staying up late at night and watching Saturday Night Live and being like, oh, wow, this is like so different. Saturday morning cartoons. And I just, I, I guess for, for during the duration of this pandemic, I've been wondering about this more and more. It's like celebrating the things that you have and how do we sort of recalibrate that and, and not in this hacking tech bro type of fucking way you know i I, yeah i mean for me it's 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 about like i want it to you know like i was saying about you know some of the world's best gourmands have these sort of like restrictions around the times that they're not like eating for eating sake and i want to like i've been trying to draft together like what is what is a ongoing version of what we've been doing look like because i feel way better about myself doing this i don't want to like restrict myself i don't want to become the person who just like never eats sugar never eats carbs blah 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 but i want to have some guidelines i want to have like a set i want to have my 10 commandments that i can just follow and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you I know mean, what I, mean? I, I i have no doubt noel and anoop are going to be look at me like what the fuck <laughs> what, what are you about to say <laughs> what are you saying fucking dave <laughs> I want to get to a place, and I think for me, this is the way maybe I can summarize it best, is whatever I'm eating, I want to be grateful that I'm eating it. You know what I mean? In some way, it's just it's just like I'm not thoughtful enough about what I'm eating or the intake, as Anup was saying, with calories or, you know, the fact that when Noel was eating all those MREs, like I, I, I think like... Part of this is to do the opposite of the tech bro approach. I, I think it's to actually be much more of a present aware, sounds very new agey. Um, but I do think that's true. It's it's how do how do I eat something and be grateful because it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually amazing. This sh- mm-hmm. shitty orange that I'm eating, it's completely out of season. And I'm bitching that it's not like perfectly sweet, but like, okay, you know, like. I, I'm 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 opening a can of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like 
I did that yesterday. And I was thinking about it because I made that sort of beef stew thing and I put in some coconut milk. I'm like, oh, that's an amazing, this is amazing. So I want to be like the wonder of it all. In some way, I want to like think about how Juan Marie Arzac, this is crazy. I'm bringing Juan Marie Arzac from Arzac and San Sebastian <laughs> is like, he's one of the happiest people I know. And there's not one person I think that dislikes this person, one of the godfathers of Spanish cuisine. And every day he's like, the reason I look at everything in a different way than most people is I'm always trying to look at it with a fresh set of eyes. Like I force myself to look at it like a, like a child might look at it. And I've never forgot about that because I think you can get jaded about something. And it's like, I'm like, how awesome is it that I can use coconut milk? I know it sounds fucking insane, but that's what I'm trying to get to where it's not like this all the time where I'm the, I don't have to think about it, but I just, you know, I, I feel like I fucked myself up by, um, you know, eating all of these amazing things. I, I feel like you're on like a, I feel like you're on like a mini version of alone, you know, when they're like on day 75 and they're just like, I'm just thinking about hot French fries and a burger. Like I always in alone, I want to see like that first meal they eat afterward. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Anoop. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I got you into this whole, um, Soylent predicament. I got you in. <laughs> I, I feel bad. I will join you in that terrible journey. I actually think it's going to be quite I learned a lot about myself. Well, that was the goal. I had that always in the silver lining of things. Um, know thyself through Soylent, as I say. <laughs> and give us five stars on Spotify. Sign up for our Discord channel. MajorDomoMedia.com slash Discord. Thanks, Anoop. 